looks like this is our very first episode for our third season we hope that you guys have enjoyed listening to our little series that we have going on with seesaw podcast if you haven't listened to it yet please go to seesaw podcast and check it out we will be recording the second episode soon and that episode will be released on our platform so Please be sure to be on the lookout for that. Um, But as always, I have my lovely co-host Kimberly here with me. And we are not alone. We have a special guest for you guys. So with that being said, let's get into this episode. And... First of all, before we get into introducing our guest for today, how many of you guys are currently in school or have gone to school and have definitely dealt with like accessibility issues for whatever reason or should I even say that? Yeah. It's or a good like- way for your audience to interact. No, yeah. I know. I know. So... Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna edit that out. Um I'm gonna keep I'm gonna leave it in there. But I mean, I know that we all have accessibility issues and things. Um and I know that school can be a great time, but also there's some hard bumps in the road that we as blind people or anybody with a disability um go into when we are in school. Um whether it be high school, college, um, but yeah, um, so let us introduce you guys to our guest for today. So I want you to meet Lena. Lena is a college student living in Minneapolis, and not only that, um, but she has also been a student during a very difficult time for the rest of the world, which is a global pandemic. Hey, Lena. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I'd like you to, um, so tell us about yourself. Tell us who you are and all that fun stuff. Yeah, so hello everyone. My name is Lena. Like Angie said, I live here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I am currently in my fifth year in undergrad right now in university. And um, I am blind. I have a guide dog. Um, I am uh, a user of access technology. And I love to be an advocate for students, um, for blind students who are going through the similar 
process of going through higher education and who may need a little help with self-advocacy along the way. Awesome. I give you a lot of credit because there are a lot of blind students who need someone to lean on and don't know where to go for, um, for like help with questions they have, navigating their surroundings, navigating things virtually, things like that. And with being an advocate, that's really important. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. That's, um, I definitely think that that's amazing that you are an advocate for other blind students because everybody needs a mentor to help guide them along the way. Absolutely. I absolutely, wow, that was, that was redundant. Let's try that again. I absolutely love what I do because it allows me to share my story as a blind student, but also help blind students who are either just about to go into high school and secondary education um, or who are making a change um, from a transition program into secondary education. Um, It helps them to be able to relate to someone and to be able to learn from someone who's walked in their shoes. I know during the pandemic, I have friends on Facebook who are in college who are like, once the pandemic started, they had the hardest time transitioning from on-campus learning to doing things virtually their screen readers don't work. Sometimes they weren't able to get into the classroom. They had technology issues virtually and they just had the hardest time. And my heart went out to them because I was like, gosh, this pandemic is affecting more than just the people wanting or not wanting the vaccines, the people who are getting sick, the people who are not getting sick. Like my sister is a fifth grade teacher and she was overwhelmed with the transition with into it because it's just another story. But it was hard for everyone. But I cannot imagine being a college student and have to deal with that. It was definitely an adjustment. Um, I think what helped me a little bit was that I had actually uh, been an online student for a semester before the pandemic started. So I was able to kind of get stuff sorted out, um, not knowing that things are going to go the way they were in the world. Um, But yeah, for students like myself um, who have, uh, who need access technology to succeed in the classroom and who, or who either need um, that one-to-one contact with an instructor, the pandemic definitely, um, especially for students who didn't have or who don't have their own access technology and who needed um, assistance from their institutions, um, it's, it definitely uh, made things a lot more complicated in that sense to make sure that everyone had access to the technology they needed in order to succeed. I know that my university specifically has a lot of low-income disabled students, so 
They provide a lot of assistance both in and outside of the classroom to make sure that students have the materials they need to be successful. And so when the pandemic happened, it was both, it was a it was basically chaos on both sides to make sure that students were being uh, assisted in the way that they needed to be and to make sure that they had a proper way to communicate with the university so that the university could aid them in getting their own technology in the future. Right. Right. So what did you go to school for? Just so our listeners can um, relate or, or keep up with, what you're talking about. So I'm in school for psychology. I am majoring in psychology, hoping to one day be either a trauma counselor for adolescents or um, to go on further to possibly become a teacher of the blind and visually impaired. Yeah, that's fantastic that you um, want to pursue either of those two careers. Both of those careers for me have always been something of interest. Um, I myself have multiple disabilities related to um, the cycle. Ad- I myself have multiple disabilities. A lot of them originate in the brain. So psychology has always been something of interest to me. And also just um, as a recipient of education from teachers of the blind and visually impaired, uh, that career has just always made me so happy knowing that I could possibly one day be in the shoes to be able to advocate for and help blind students succeed in whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned how there was a lot of chaos and how the college reached out and tried to help people and such, but was there anyone that personally you worked with to help them throughout the process? Are you talking about who I worked with as a mentor or who worked with me from my disability services office? Who you worked with as a mentor? As a mentor, okay. There was no student specifically um, that I worked with. However, I, uh, during the pandemic, was able to actually be on several panels and also be able to have Um, a few speaking opportunities for several groups of students to be able to share um, what resources they are entitled to when they go into secondary education, as well as um, share what, um, at least a few of what is out there in terms of access technology. So they had an idea of if they needed something, what to kind of advocate for and what to ask for um, to succeed in the classroom. So given the fact that classes were virtual, what um, did you, or how could I say this? Like, did you run into any access technology issues or how did you go about Or how did you go about making sure that everything was accessible to you? So for um, virtual learning, definitely, there were definitely some access technology issues, um, especially the first semester. Everyone was trying to still figure this out. 
I, as a blind student, encountered many accessible documents um, throughout my courses, especially in that first semester. Uh, many professors were not aware that certain document formats were not accessible with screen readers. Um, I had some professors who had all of the materials in unreadable PDFs. Yes. Um, I had some professors who had their materials uh, only accessed, only accessible through uh, zipper files, which with some screen readers is are very hard to open. Um, and so it was very much uh, me having to communicate with my school's Disability Resource Center, as well as with the professors themselves, doing a little bit of education with them uh, to make sure that I was getting what I needed. Uh, my school's Disability Services Office was very, very helpful in this regard. Um, a lot of their stuff before the pandemic was online anyway, so I was able to very quickly get into contact with somebody who could help me especially when it came to the beginning of the semester and getting accommodations um, sent out to my professors. Uh, they were very helpful with that. They were able to get forms out to all of us who needed them for us to be able to uh, say what, what accommodations we needed. And uh, it was a very fluid process. Obviously, I know that uh, not every student is as lucky as maybe myself or someone else who is at a paperless institution. Um, so for those students who, you know, maybe struggled getting a hold of someone from their disability services office uh, or who struggled getting accommodations, educating their professors, uh, I know that this was definitely a lot of a harder challenge for them to get accommodations. My heart goes out to them because I know how many hoops they must have had to go through to even get accommodations that they needed to succeed online. Um, and I really hope that as we move forward in life in general, even outside of the pandemic, and as virtual, really anything virtual, um, becomes a little more normalized in today's society, I really hope that uh, secondary education institutions as well as the workplaces can be a little more accommodating. Absolutely. All right, Kimberly, were you asking her anything else? Um, sure. I just had, it made me think of when you mentioned, like, the zipper files. I know there used to be a command that needed to be done, I think, a year or so ago. And then I was given an unzipped file and I couldn't find that command. And now the command with JAWS is extract all. And it's like, when did that change? So <laughs> that's probably the same encounter you had. And luckily I had a friend, mind you, um, sometimes it's hard to hear back from people right away. So maybe you had that challenge too. But luckily they told me how to do it. And it was like, okay, well, now that I know this again, you know, like, so did you have a problem when reaching people, them not getting back to you promptly, or did you miss any classes? So I luckily didn't miss classes because of that, but I definitely did have issues with communication. Um, I remember the first semester that the pandemic was really in place, um, 
I had an issue with a professor who only the communication from them was very sporadic. And so there would be some weeks where I'd email them on a Monday and I wouldn't hear from them until Friday evening. Um, or I would email them on a Tuesday and I would hear right back from them like an hour later. So, um, I had to really make sure that I was, if I even thought I needed something that I didn't need or that I ended up not needing, um, I emailed them anyway to let them know because I knew that if I ended up for whatever reason, waiting until the last minute, or if something came up where I all of a sudden needed an extra accommodation, um, I knew I was very likely not going to hear from them in time to meet a deadline or to to make a class. And so I learned very quickly that uh, it's better early than never. Right. Yeah, that can be frustrating. It was definitely very frustrating. So were your professors like sympathetic or were they what's the word like did they give you a hard time with anything during then so I was very fortunate that all of my professors um, were very understanding of what I needed Um, my institution is one of the leading institutions in the state of Minnesota when it comes to accommodations and education about disabilities so all of our professors um I know that uh, at the beginning of each semester, all of our professors get some sort of education about, you know, some disabilities are invisible, some disabilities um, have spectrums. So um, one student might need an accommodation that another doesn't, or one student might not need an accommodation that every other student you have with this disability does. Uh, So I was very fortunate that all of my professors were understanding of, what accommodations I needed. And if I asked for something that maybe they hadn't heard of, they were, they, instead of uh, saying they didn't trust me or didn't believe me, they were, they were uh, very quick to then go to the accessibility resource center at my school um, to uh, hear more about this, or they were quick to ask me questions about, um, you know, what, what, um, what specifically uh, made me need to ask for that accommodation so that they could then better serve me and other students in the future uh, when this assignment or when this project came up. Awesome. So are the kinks pretty much worked out since then, do you think? At least for me, yes. Um, You know, I I know that a lot of students aren't the luckiest. Um, When it comes to that, a lot of institutions still do have kinks that they need to work out, especially Uh, Given all of the online um, platforms that institutions use, um, I know that obviously they are not the same. Um, I know my school, we use D2L. Um, Some schools who use Canvas or Blackboard might have um, other underlying issues being experienced by students with disabilities. Uh, So it it really all depends on the institution, I think. Um, At least for me, though, Uh, My institution's been wonderful in terms of uh, getting stuff sorted out and getting bugs fixed. Um, And D2L especially has been wonderful about accessibility. So here's to hoping that Canvas and Blackboard and any other education software uh, that is being used follow suit. Awesome. Yeah. And then my last question is, 
were there any updates that came along that got in the way of your classes? Are you talking about like software updates or? Yes. Okay. Um, so D2L is very good about waiting until breaks between semesters or breaks that are more than a day during semesters to really do overhaul uh, updates to their system. I think the one big update that did cause problems for not just students with disabilities, but really everyone on campus was that uh, there was a summer where D2L decided that um, they needed to transition out of what was then Office 365. I think they were doing some updates to their system, and so they decided that they needed to uh, uh, transition into something else. And that then, uh, because that is what we use for our emails, that is what we use for our, um, you know, uh, Microsoft Word accounts. Uh, so because of that then, as everyone's emails were having to change and as everyone's um, credentials for logging into stuff had to change, uh, you know, a lot of us didn't get notified of what we exactly needed to do to make sure we had everything sorted before the semester started. So when it did come time for semesters to start, or for classes to start, um, things were a little bit confusing at first. And I know that professors had to postpone assignments for maybe an extra one or two days to make sure that everyone was able to actually access classes and uh, get to what they needed. Uh, but other than that, though, there was really nothing that stopped me from um, accessing classes in terms of updates. That's good. I'm glad that you still, like, even though, like, everybody was trying to figure everything out, that you still had a way to access classes and to make sure that you had what you needed. and Because it's important. For sure. I definitely agree. And I hope that... For students who are struggling with stuff like that, whether it be updates with software or with anything barring them from accessing a certain part of their school's curriculum, um, I really hope that they can um, establish a good line of communication with the people they need to at their institutions to make sure that they are getting what they need. Right. So... Do you have any advice to anybody who is currently a student or who will be a student? I think the first thing that comes to my mind for advice would just be to don't be afraid to ask for something that you know you need. Um, I know that when I first went into school, it was obviously not the pandemic, so um I actually feel like I needed more accommodations then because I was going to be in person. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I was very scared to ask for those at first just because I didn't know provide in terms of it. I'm sorry about my dog's jingly collar, by the way. That's okay. Thank you, Daphne. Um, I didn't know what my school's resource center for people with disabilities would provide in terms of in-person accommodations. And I was just so scared of hearing the word no. But as I got up the courage to ask for those specific accommodations, and as I was able to talk to um, the person who would be helping me with those accommodations, I very quickly realized that 
not only was it great that I chose to speak up, but they also believed me when I said that I needed a certain thing. Um, and I was just so scared of hearing the word no. And so, um, you know, the best advice I can give is just make sure that you know what you need. And even if you think they'll say no, ask anyway, because it might give you an opportunity to educate them on your needs and possibly other students' needs in the future. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for those words of advice. I think that they will definitely be valuable to somebody who listens to this podcast, whether it is during this time or even years after. Thank you so much for coming on to this episode and for joining us today. It was a pleasure talking to you. And thank you for sharing your experience about being a student during these trying times. I know that it's been hard for everybody and I definitely can see that it hasn't just been hard for medical professionals, for stay-at-home parents, for teachers, for people in the workforce, but for students even. For sure. And I appreciate you guys having me on. I live and love these opportunities. I live for and love these opportunities to be able to share my story and speak on behalf of blind students um, about the education and about the accommodation that is needed for us to be able to succeed in the classroom. Awesome. Anything else to add, Kimberly? No, but I want to remind our listeners to definitely rate us and review us on iTunes. Oh, absolutely. On iTunes, um, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify. We're on Spotify now, folks. Um, On Amazon Music, TuneIn. You can definitely tell your Echo Dot to play our podcast, and it will definitely do it. Oh, (laughs) I just summoned mine. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I have my little um, E in the studio. Sorry. My little E device. My dot. Yeah, I'll just say my dots. I have my dot here in the studio, and I have one up in my room, and (laughs) along with my HomePod, so... um, That was funny. I think I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Ed- I'm not gonna edit that out. No, sure. don't I'm gonna edit leave that, that out. in. That was um, <laughs> But yeah, um, listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, we're also on Stitcher as well. And guys, please donate to our Patreon. Um, whether it's giving up your five dollars for your cup of coffee each month, anything helps. We really wanna get content up and running on patreon because we want to get to know you on a personal level and we definitely have something special that we want to do for the holidays and that will only be exclusive to patreon so please subscribe to our patreon and help us give you more content yeah and as kimberly said those rates and reviews we're will help so us excited out. Yeah, yes. we're so excited yes, we to do are. separate things on our Patreon, not just our surprise holiday thing, but we will be adding to it, and you won't we might know keep until the surprise we get holiday it. holiday thing under wraps, though. Yeah, no, I'm not saying anything. Mm-mm. 
But yeah, um, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye! Bye!